Welcome back to the Let's Call Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. We are continuing Ekamaf by Sarah J. Mass today. A lot has happened, and we'll talk about it in a minute. But um, before we do that, current faves, current obsessions. Um, recently, what's been going on, y'all? Okay, so first and foremost, uh, I have not listened to anything other than the Magnus Archives podcast for about a month now. It's taken over my life. I've watched, I've listened to a hundred and like forty episodes or something. You know how many hours that is? At least a hundred forty. <laughs> They're only like 30 minute episodes. Um, then 70. Yeah. It's a. Uh, <laughs> that math? That's three whole days worth of listening. Yeah. It's a horror anthology podcast, though. I mean, you get really looped in. Um, yeah. For those of you who don't know, back during Halloween, there was a TikTok going around, which is how I found it. And it was like, I've stolen this voice. And it, like, my name's Nicola. And it's a British podcast, too. So I'm not very good at British accents. But anyway, it was like really creepy. And she's like, I stole this voice box. Oh, silly. It's so good. It is so well written. So well acted. I enjoy it. Could do without the like really loud part sometimes in the car because I do jump and I possibly will lose uh, control of the car one day because I jump and like flip. <laughs> you jump and flip yeah. in the car? Well, I mean like I like jerk the steering wheel as I jump or something. Not very safe. Flip. No, it's not. But it is so good. It's really, really good. I also have been uh, this week have been obsessed with Love is Blonde season three. <laughs> Won't stop talking about it. I will not stop talking about it. I keep convincing Caitlin. Last night we almost watched it, but then she said yes to a Cinderella story. So that's what we watched. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were actually going to allow me. I considered it. You considered it? But then you said yes to a Cinderella story. And I said, well, she said yes. I gave up. I gave up because I was like, she's not actually going to let me like. I mean, do you regret it? I mean, no. Okay. But I would like to, I need you to watch it. I'll so we watch can talk. it. I'll watch it this, this week. Yeah, that sounds real convincing. <laughs> I'll try. I'll watch the first episode at least. At least. But it's the last episode that really... I'll just watch that one then. <laughs> no, you have watch all of it. Build up. Yeah, um, it's not like the crazy messiness of the last two seasons where it's like super over the top and somebody's like really, really pining for somebody else that was in the pods with them. So there's that. Also, we got a plus size queen on there and she was first to get engaged and they're like super cute and I love it. And her weight is never brought up as an issue, which as a plus size girl, I was like, yes, this is the kind of stuff we need. Mm -hmm. I feel like I had something else, but I don't. I've lost it currently. Lost it. I've lost it. Uh, Reba, you got any anything? Not really. Just some new Thai shows here and there. And the only good news I have, though, is I was elected to be like a representative for like the shop I like on Etsy so yay so that'll be on my K-pop Instagram I forgot that I've obsessively been watching Ink Master with my mom that hasn't been my choice it's been my mom's like mm -hmm. do you want to watch a couple episodes of Ink Master <laughs> we've got a couple hours for bed let's go watch Ink Master because <laughs> she loves it keep in mind neither one of us have tattoos I don't know what 
<laughs> what the fascination is. I, it's art. It like, is art. It's an art we form. Do. We, I mean, I really appreciate the show, and it is very artistic. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, my mom doesn't have an artistic bone in her body, yeah. and so she'll see this, and she thinks she knows art now, and so <laughs> she'll say stuff, and I'm like, Christy, she's like, the composition's off, and I'm like, what? Com- do you know what that means? <laughs> like, she's like, it has the wrong light source, and I'm like, Christy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> if you say the right words, clearly you know what you're saying, Yes, right? and now she's like, now I can't even look at tattoos without judging them. And I'm like, this is a problem. <laughs> like, I've created a monster. And it all started because she had a crush on Chris Nunez. I've also been uh, getting into makeup lately, so that's been fun. I've never been one for eyeshadow but i've been doing eyeshadow here lately and i've enjoyed it it's really funny considering i went to the i want minimal set of makeup as possible well i've been minimal for so long it was like you know what i want to do eyeshadow now and so. now we're, we're we're going opposite directions yeah. again let's see i don't there's no not been any like obsession lately okay i guess we'll just start with music and it's not even really an obsession it was for like two days but then i'm like we all know Taylor Swift released her album at the end of October, and so I listened to it for a couple weeks, and then my aux cord got stuck in my phone, so I couldn't listen to it. Yeah. It was, Talk about a bad day. It was a time, and now I don't have concert tickets. I don't know. Maybe something will change by the time this episode comes out, but that's highly unlikely, and so I'm, I'm still having a hard time, but it's okay. But I will tell y'all my first like top five after my first listen of the songs, and that was Maroon, which... We listened to a few minutes ago. Um, it's about Tom Hiddleston, clearly. Right. Clearly. Clearly. I have no idea. Um, my fave, Your Own Your Own Kid, heartbreaking, absolutely dismantling of my mind. Like uh, Vigilante, Ob's Labyrinth was a good one. And then Mastermind. And I will get more into Mastermind whenever we talk about our Akama playlist because, y'all, lyrically, oh. But yeah, I mean, it's not my fave album. I'm a speak now girly, we all know. We talked about that a few minutes ago. I could have been a lover girly, but no, life had to say, hold up, you're going to have trauma. So every song on this album is going to torture you from here on out. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Cool. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks. What have I watched lately? Absolutely nothing. I keep on trying things and then not liking them. Mm-hmm. I will start a movie, get 10 minutes in, and be like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I've been trying Christmas movies and stuff. We'll get there. We'll get there. I did watch Amazon The Cinderella. Um, it was a time. What a man. What a man. man what, what a man. man what a mighty good man. It should have not been a jukebox musical. So, I do. Menzel was amazing, though. Of course. She was when the is she not? Part. When is she not? She is the most iconic. Her song, I don't know what it's called, but she's singing about, like, actually, it's like all the women singing mm-hmm. about, like, how hard it is to be a woman and how you have to hide, like, how you feel about things mm-hmm. and how you have to just do things. And, like, she she's the main one singing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Uh, there is nothing that I've seen Idina Menzel in or Kristen Chenoweth with where I'm not like, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're the most amazing yeah. person to people in the world. Like, yeah. I don't know. That so, being said, Disenchanted's coming out soon. So I'm definitely going to watch that. Of course. I love Enchanted. I'm going to need to rewatch Enchanted before I watch it. 
Yeah, we, we need to just have a screening party for that. I don't remember when it comes out soon. It might already be out by the time this episode comes. Probably. Books, even like books, like nothing has been really groundbreaking for me. So I don't know if I'm just having a tough time or what. I have read some messed up books. Let me tell y'all. First off, Verity by Colleen Hoover. Everyone talks about that anyway. It's like mm-hmm. her one thriller and a lot of people, it's their first thriller. It's just messed up. There's mm-hmm. some stuff in there where I'm like, oh my gosh. And I mean, that's the point yeah you're reading about this crazy woman Uh (laughs) uh-huh you're like and then there's this whole thing with like are you team manuscript or team letter i'm team manuscript because i can't talk about it but like why would you write that yeah why would she write that and it yeah not be true i don't know (laughs) something about the way i will say I've read a few thrillers this year. Both of them have been Jillian um, Flynn. Mm-hmm. But something about the way, I guess, women mm-hmm. in general write thrillers, they're mm-hmm. just so good because of how, like, intricate they are. Mm-hmm. And the most, like, because I always love thrillers, but I've only read, like, from a male, you know, mm-hmm. author. And it's like, what the f***? Like, you know, yeah. like, what? <laughs> I feel, I feel like I need someone that I know to read it, though, so that I can, like, have that conversation and be like, okay, but what do you think? Like, mm-hmm. what side are you? I could see both sides mm-hmm. of, like, why people are debating about what's true, because that's the whole thing that you're like, is it true what was written in the manuscript or what was written in the letter? That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know what I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to know what other people think. Well, I'll add it to my TBR. So get back to me in about 10 years and we'll talk about it i have it if you need it (laughs) and then right after i read verity because i was like i also write it in a day Mm -hmm. because it was like halloween weekend and i didn't want to read it while home alone and so after i read it i read another book that has to do with like around halloween time it's called uh it's the devil's night series by penelope douglas who they write like gang stuff i mean that particular book is... I figured because the name of it was Devil's Night. No, they wrote Birthday Girl, which I've talked about. So they, mm. write, they write very like sexy stuff. Yeah. But this series is about these four guys who like just do shit on Devil's Night. Mm-hmm. And they do shit. Do. And I'm like, while I'm reading, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I hate this. I hate this. But then, you know, something's going to happen and be like... Well, okay, like, yeah, I mean, they're fun. all horrible. They're all doing horrible things. But the girl is just going along with it. And honestly, this is a book that would be, it could be a reverse harem or whatever. We're call- They're not calling them reverse harems anymore. But like, it could be that. Mm-hmm. And there are some scenes in there where I was like, I didn't know we were going here. I thought, yeah. I thought this was going to be a love story. Okay. I love that. <laughs> um, if any of y'all have ever, are a nerd like me and have watched uh, or on High School Host Club, when the little yeah. when the little girl comes in and like the first thing she says reverse harem debauchery debauchery and they're like all looking at each other like what's going on because it's like one girl and like seven boys and like they're all kind of like looking at each other confused i forgot what they're calling it now but suddenly people stopped using that term and started using a different one and i was like oh like is that 
we just can't say that anymore. I mean, that's fine. I just, I didn't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense is why somebody wouldn't want to call it that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I can't. I can't not call it that just because of Warren High School Host Club. It's a reverse harem. Like, she's so excited because she, like, uh, they read her all, like, her uh, caregivers read her, like, all the fairy tales and mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, she finished all them. So then they got her, like, shoujo manga. <laughs> and so it, like, really seeped in there. And she's like, reverse hair. It's a reverse harem. Debauchery. Debauchery. Like, really excited. It's so funny. But uh, this book, like... <laughs> I mean, other the four guys, and there's one that like it ends, and he's still not a good guy. But he, his name is Damon, so you know I was like, yeah, oh, Damon. Damon. But he does horrible things. When I mean, I know that he improves because he has his own book and his mm-hmm. own love story and everything. But I'm just like, honey, I'm trying to root for you, but you're making it really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one like decent guy. <laughs> There's this scene that I was just like, why Why is this even in this book? Because mm-hmm. they like the main girl, the main guy and him mm-hmm. have a whole scene together. Ooh. And I'm like, doesn't he have like his book is next? Why are they? I didn't know this was this kind of book. I thought we were just having a love story right now. Mm-hmm. But OK. But that kind of just went along with all the other shit that was happening. Yeah. How do you I feel about unexpected sex scenes? Because unexpected yeah like you did not know they were going to be spicy and then it's like whoa it depends it depends yeah on how it's set up depends on my mood depends on the setup yeah depends on where you're at reading it yeah 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 like it's always i always am reading and then i wind up in a like reading a sex scene and my parents are in the room with me and i'm like i've got to go somewhere I, I else just because i'm blushing so hard it also right now. depends on uh what all is happening in the scene yeah because sometimes i'm like oh my gosh i don't need anyone I, I i don't need anyone to like even like think that i'm reading anything mm-hmm. right now if anyone talks to me right now i'm gonna be like ah. <laughs> <laughs> well i had to write the notes for this book and i granted i knew what was coming because i've read it before but i was writing the notes for last episode in the room while me and mom were watching ink master and i was like oh crap and i just like was like this the whole time like my head my hand on my head like oh crap well stuff like this i've been like desensitized to at yeah. this point i'm like ah, oh, this is nothing but there are others where i'm like oh my gosh yeah i mean like i don't do i don't do like books like that for mm-hmm. the most part um i've read one and that's because of you and i regret it but I don't normally, so when it's in a book, I'm like really thrown off by it. When it's not in a book now, I'm like, where is it? <laughs> flipping What's pages it being like, you know, this could have been really good. Where's the, if, where's the some smut? Let's wear some smut. I mean, I did say I would enjoy Hallmark movies more if they were spicier. Yeah. Because I was like, the plot line to this oh, is no. impeccable, but they're, they, they need to use some tongue or something. Like something needs to like happen. Like a Cinderella story. Yeah, a Cinderella story I watched whenever I was six. Yeah. They use so much more tongue than any Hallmark movie now. Yes, yes. That might explain everything about me. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, like, I can read it, but watching it on t- I hate sex scenes and stuff. I oh, hate it. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate like it. watching it. If, if it's, like, a, a point of the plot, like, okay, uh, Brave New World, they did a series on 
Mm -hmm. Brave New World. There's sex scenes in that. Makes total sense because in the book, there's a purpose for it, right? Just to show the debauchery, debauchery. If it's not like in the book or if it has no Uh driving force to the plot, I'm like, why am I watching this? It's making me uncomfortable. I don't know. I've always been that way. I prefer to read it than watch it. Um, End of story. Yeah. Also, before we... Before we go on, because I'm sure we have plenty of time. I want to ask you, what was the spiciest, like, what was your first encounter with spicy scenes in movies or something as a kid? As a kid? Not like spicy? Full on sex, but like something that was like, oh, that's adult stuff. Like, I don't know, because I watched, I watched like Grey's Anatomy whenever I was 10. Yeah. I mean. So probably something like that. I don't really remember either. It's probably some random movie that was on. It sticks out in my head so much. I can't. Mine was like, I think it was like Batman Begins or something. Mm -hmm. When the Joker has kidnapped this woman and like they're kissing and like one of them's going all the way up the arm. And I'm like, whoa, that's too much Mm -hmm. for my little six-year-old brain. (laughs) But yeah, I, I vividly remember that. I don't and know, because I also grew up watching the Cinderella story. And as you mentioned <laughs> there's, earlier, there's, there's a lot of tongue in there. And I was like, tongue. this is normal. Did it occur to you that there was a lot of tongue before I pointed it out? Or did you just... I mean, I knew they were like going at it. I just... When you see... I didn't bef- pay attention to where his tongue was. before. I saw his tongue. I, yeah. vis- <laughs> like, I visibly saw his tongue. But no, when they go into a kiss and their mouth is already open it's like huh yeah (laughs) that's a lot it's not like a traumatizing thing to me it isn't to me either like i i'm pretty sure my parents somewhat censored like what i watched but they didn't really do a whole lot of censoring i was also (laughs) the nosiest kid and would like Mm -hmm. come in whenever my mom was watching anything yeah so that might have been part of it too yeah it never really bothered me i was also really like i had the talk really super early Mm -hmm. Um, because I kept asking questions and now I was driving my mother nuts because <laughs> she wouldn't tell me. So I'd just come up with bullshit and mm-hmm. be like, is this where babies come from? <laughs> I don't think I ever actually asked that question. Oh, I did. Six years old, first grade. I was like, okay, I'm finally going to solve the, the mysteries of the world. Where do babies come from? <laughs> You're like, I'm the only person who has ever asked this. <laughs> Pretty much. And so mom had to like, she got sick and tired of me coming up with stuff that was just plain out wrong. So she finally sat me down and talked about it. So I knew early on, but it was just, she did it in an age appropriate way. I should say that. Like she didn't go into much detail. So like I wasn't censored. I've always felt uncomfortable seeing it on TV. Like it just makes me not want to watch it. Like I, I hide and go do something else. I mean, if I'm like with, my family or something yeah i'm like i'm about maybe to that's say my problem because i like watch watching tv with it my by family. myself or like with y'all i'm just like yeah man. i mean admittedly like if it's very <laughs> graphic yeah like whenever i was watching game of thrones years ago i was like oh my gosh whenever i started watching shameless i was like oh my gosh game of thrones it don't quite make sense but like shameless makes sense because they're yeah, like they're so like it's always crazy and hectic mm-hmm. and like they're always doing stuff they're maybe, not maybe supposed to. Maybe that's like the unexpected part, Rob. It's just like, I knew what I was getting into, but I didn't know what, what I was getting, getting into. into. Yeah. You did not think that you were going to see Jimmy's butt in the first few minutes of yes. this. Yeah. It's really hard to see uh, Christine Daae be. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 
to be yeah. taken advantage of like that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, back to Akama. I really thought you had started recording while she was making that. Hell no. <laughs> I can uh, do it again. What happened last time? Uh, okay, so Reese and Farah are officially mated. Yep. We find out that Reese uh, fell in love with Farah when she killed the Midgard worm, which we all knew. Yeah. And Caitlin wanted to point out something that I missed in the notes because I'm always wrong. Go you, ahead. You missed when Farah told him when she knew that she loved him. It was Starfall. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like we all know that as readers, we're like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But we did not state it in our last episode, and that bugged me after the fact. I'm sorry. It's okay. I didn't notice either. Okay. So, yes, that's what happened last time. They are mated. What She forgived him. They're mated. They have admitted that they're in love. They had made decisions slightly about their future. Yeah. Um. They did the deed quite a few times. Mm-hmm. So there was paint involved and they then a bathtub. But, yeah. yes. I so. can't wait till the inner circle goes back to the cottage and they're like, what the f*** happened here? Oh, yeah, Farrah and Reese were here whenever they decided to be together. Oh. <laughs> we had a de- We have to sanitize everything. Yeah. Do you think uh, Reese like moved mountains with his roars? <laughs> I'm sure there was some sh- There was some uh, mountain movement. Mountain movement. Okay, chapter fifty-six. <laughs> some landslides. <laughs> the landslide will bring you down. Chapter fifty-six. <laughs> Feyre and Reese went back to the Illyrian camp. When they arrived, Cassian said, well, it's about time. Reese snarled and Feyre grabbed his arm. So as we talked about before, part of the whole mating thing is the male grows very, um, not even protective, possessive. Yeah. Over the female. For the first few weeks. Like it's very dangerous times for them to be out. I wonder what it is like for um, same sex couples who mate. Are they a thing in this? Yeah. They yeah. are? Mm-hmm. Is it just like if there's oh, two yeah, there's males one. involved? Oh, yeah. Well, the one that we know of, it's a f- two females. Is there one where there's... I think so. Oh, okay. I'd forgotten about I that. I can't one remember who, occurred to me. I think there is. Well, damn. I don't know. Are they, like, if there's two males, are they both really possessive? Or is like, it personality-wise, whichever one's the most... Dominant. Dominant. I don't know. Like, is it SJM, all SJM, what you got? <laughs> The other Illyrian warriors shot to the sky, taking women and children with them. Cassian, unfazed, started tying his hair up. Feyre told Cassian that he couldn't come crying to her when Reese bashed his teeth in. So Cassian's just like saying shit, like, <laughs> yeah. fully knowing. Like, I, I imagine it with like a cocky grin on his face, like, ah. Cassian joked around, asking Reese if the mating bond was chafing. Cassian continued poking the bear by telling Reese that maybe. He could ask Feyre for a ride. <laughs> I mean, it was rough. He's like, Feyre don't even look tired as you do, Reese. Maybe I should ask her for a ride. And it, that was it. That was the end of it. He knows. So they started fighting. Feyre realized that Cassian did this on purpose to get the aggressive energy out. So Reese's aggressive energy uh-huh. that he just naturally has with the mating bond. He's like, hey, he needs to take it out on me. So that he, we got we got bigger fish to fry right yeah. now. Uh, more came up and told Feyre that they were going to be a while. And then she said, welcome to the family. Ah! 
I mean, you already were a part of the family, Feyre. You just yeah. didn't realize how much. Yeah. But Feyre, like, was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard mm-hmm. anyone say to me. Yeah. And an hour later, the boys came back. Cassie and Amor found a reason to leave. And then Reese and Feyre did the nasty in the kitchen. Over the table. His mother's kitchen table. As they do. As they do. Tracks. They heard a knock on the door from Cassian saying that they needed to go back to Valeris. Reese and Pharaoh went to the House of Wind to find the entire inner circle there. As Pharaoh entered, they all stood and bowed. She is now the High, High Lady of the Night Court. They told her that they would protect and serve. Farah preferred that they just be her friends first. They joked around for a bit before heading for the mortal realm. I, I mean, I love how they're all like, okay, like she accepted this. She is like basically our queen now. And yeah. she's just like, no, y'all, I, we can be friends. Like, uh, it's cool. Also, we should point out that uh, she looked at Asriel a little too long, who seemed like really happy about them mm-hmm. being mated together. And... Because she looked at Azrael for a little too long, like Reese was like, got really <laughs> tensed up. Yeah. Like, it's so funny to me. Like, logically, he knows, but he can't help it at this point. Mm-hmm. There's like no logic when it comes to those primal instincts. Instincts, yeah. It was spring in the human Chapter lands. Chapter 57. Chapter 57. It was spring in the human lands. <laughs> the inner circle, apart from Amran and Ferris sisters, sat in the room where they had held the first meeting. The eldest and golden-haired queens were the only ones present this time. One of the queens told the group that the rest felt insulted by what Nesta had said last time and refused to come to the meeting. The golden queen talked to Farah about Reese capturing Farah's heart. Farah said it didn't seem like a coincidence that the cauldron would bring the, their two peoples together. The queen insisted that, that her people didn't believe in the cauldron and there was no such magic for them. She said that Pharaoh was no better than one of those children of the blessed. It was unfair how Pharaoh was granted eternal youth while they grew old and died. She then asked what her high lord would have done if she grew old and died. Reese wondered if she came here for a reason or she just liked to hear herself ramble. Sounds like Reese. He's like, obviously I would love her. I mean, I'm not Edward, but I would I would do an Edward thing and be like I'll love you till you die, and then I'll kill myself with you. Um, well, he already stated that he would do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Akatar. Read it. Um. <laughs> Read it. You got this far? The queen pointed out the object, the Veritas, and asked if that was the object that held the proof she and the other queens asked for. Thank you for fixing that it was sentence. a hot mass express. I don't even know what it said, but I was like, Peyton, you know this makes zero sense, right? Yeah. Concerned to show them the truth of Valeris, Farrah asked if her love for the High Lord or her sisters being here, one donning an iron engagement ring, were not proof enough. The queens dismissed this. Reese infiltrated Farrah's mind, trying to comfort her over revealing Valeris. War is sacrifice. He was willing to risk Valeris, a city he loved and worked so hard to protect. She had to go along with it. Moore explained Veritas to the queens and how it worked. Reese explained that there was a place tucked away from the horrors of their world, a sanctuary of peace. Valeris appeared in Veritas, all of his beauties and wonders beheld. The queens stated how they appreciated Reese's ability to trust them and they would consider helping. Moore argued that there was no time for consideration. War was coming. 
They all went back and forth for a little bit before one of the queens says, do you think we would have moved, be, would have been moved by your plea? She pulled out the letter, the first letter Reese had sent. I write to you not as a high lord, but as a male in love with a woman who once was human. I write to you to beg you to act quickly, to save her people, to help save my own people. I write to you so one day we might know true peace, so I might one day be able to live in a world where the woman I love may visit her family without fear of hatred and reprisal. A better world. This had been weeks before Feyre and Reese had become a couple. The ancient queen suggested this was some type of manipulation. Nesta lost her temper and demanded the queens give Feyre the book. She told them all the humans would die and how there was no possibility for an evacuation. One of the queens suggested that she get one of the bat boys to fly her out then. Nesta begged. Cassian came toward Nesta. 500 years ago, I fought on battlefields not far from this house. I fought beside human and fairy alike, bled beside them. I will stand on that battlefield again, Nesta Archeron. To protect this house, your people, I can think of no better way to end my existence than to defend those who need it most. Cassian then wiped away her tears, and Nesta shockingly lets him do it. (laughs) We all know I'm on that train. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It's a very, it's a great contrast to their first meeting, Mm -hmm. where they were very much butting heads, and Cassian called Nesta out for her in the way that Pharaoh was treated for so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's seeing her basically like about to actually breaking down right now. Because she has no one to rely on. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, Pharaoh has to do her own thing now and she yeah. doesn't have the power and she's begging somebody that does have the power to help and her. And he's like, I will do everything in my power to... And I was just like, y'all, y'all. Like, so we'll sad. get there. We'll get there. More than ask them if they were just after money. The queens tell her they have all the riches they need, then they winnow away. Pharaoh was about to ask Reese why he stayed so quiet until she noticed the box where the golden queen had been sitting. Reese opened the box to find a note. It read, I read your letter about the woman you love. I believe you, and I believe in peace. I believe in a better world. If anyone asks, you stole this during the meeting. Do not trust the others. The sixth queen was not ill. The sixth queen was not not ill. ill. So if we remember the first time the queens came down and they were like, oh, so-and-so is sick. She's not able to come. Yeah. She's not sick. Something greater is going on. Mm -hmm. Reese told Elaine and Nesta they would be guarded by centuries, or if they chose to, they could live in Valeris where it was safe. It was their choice. Nesta looked toward Elaine because the choice was completely up to her. Elaine said she couldn't leave. Reese nodded in understanding and told her there would be a sentry waiting in the room they stood every day at noon and midnight in case they ever changed their minds. After a few moments, Nesta looked to Feyre in realization, saying, That's why you painted stars on your drawer. (laughs) I don't know where that come from, but... Her realizing that? Yeah, like... I mean, she is seeing Reese be this amazing person. Yeah. Faye, whatever. And she acknowledges now that him and Feyre are together. Mm -hmm. And she just makes that connection with the night court and what she knows. And she's just like, 
Like she makes the connection that they're mates mm-hmm. in whatever way. Nesta knows. Nesta knows everything. Nesta was able to fight past the barrier put in her mind mm-hmm. in Akatar. Yeah. Like she just picks up on things super mm-hmm. like quickly. Mm-hmm. I do wonder what uh, the sisters thought. Every time they see Feyre, something has happened. Yeah. <laughs> something has changed, not just in the world, but in Feyre's personal life. Yeah. And they're like, so now you're with this guy? Like, I thought, yeah. I mean, last time y'all came, I thought something might be going on with us. I thought you hated him. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Okay. But they're like, you're actually not like happy. There is a war happening, but you seem very content in this life that mm-hmm. you have chosen. Or at least Nesta can see that. Elaine, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Elaine's being Elaine. Elaine's being Elaine. <laughs> My feelings on her have not changed, and they will not anytime soon. Chapter 58. They returned back to Valeris quickly to avoid what the queens noticing that the book was missing. Reese and Moore went to, re- to return uh, Veritas. Cassie and Azrael were in the townhouse spending time with Vera, but also protecting her. She wrote to Reese asking how she could stop them from attacking from attacking (laughs) (laughs) she wrote to reese asking how she could stop them from acting like bodyguards he sent back you really can't you set boundaries and you kick them out they would just sit on the roof of the house yep she sent back saying illyrian males were insufferable and he retorted that they made it up for it with their wingspans wait stop um early i think one of our last episodes in our last recording session whenever we talked about how lucian did absolutely nothing whenever favor was falling apart yeah and like we talked about, you know, Cassie and Azrael would do something. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. I think they talked about it in the book, too. And this is kind of reaffirming that, like, you mm-hmm. could kick them out and you could say you don't want them around, but they're still going to be there. Yeah. They're going to sit on the roof if they have to, yeah. but they're going to be there. Yeah. And that's kind of a great callback mm-hmm. to all that. But yes, their wingspans. Anyway. <laughs> we, we will always bring up the wingspans. Yep. The next day, Cassian and Pharaoh were out in town, and Pharaoh told him she was grateful for what he had said to Nesta. She knew Nesta was grateful, too, and explained her sister to him. <laughs> the next day, Cassian and Pharaoh were out in town, and Pharaoh told him she was grateful for what he had said to Nesta. She went on to say that she knows Nesta's grateful, too, and then goes on to explain Nesta to him. Just this- I don't know. <laughs> She said, oh, Caitlin probably hasn't marked. And I was like, I don't know about that. And then I found that. So as far as we Wait, what is Really? Just. Well, it's just basically explaining how Nesta's got her walls up. And. Yeah. Well, I just. Caitlin has a very shorter portion marked. And I think this other paragraph should be included if we're going to talk about this. Go for it. (laughs) Quoted from the book. It meant a lot to her, too. Hazel eyes narrowed slightly, but I casually watched the river. Nesta is different from most people, I explained. She comes across as rigid and vicious, but I think it's a wall. A shield like the ones Reese has in his mind. Against what? Feeling. I think Nesta feels everything. Sees too much, sees and feels it all. And she burns with it. Keeping that wall up helps from being overwhelmed from caring too greatly. She barely seems to care about anyone other than Elaine. I met his stare, scanning that handsome, tanned face. She will never be like more, I said. She will never love freely and gift it to everyone who crosses her path, her path. But the few she does care for, I think Nesta would shred the world apart for them, shred herself apart for them. She and I have our issues, but Elaine, my mouth quirked to the side. She will never forget, Cassian, that you offered to defend Elaine, defend her people as long as she lives. She will remember that kindness. 
He straightened, wrapping his knuckles against the smooth marble. Why are you telling me this? I just thought you should know. For whenever you see her again and she pisses you off, which I'm certain will happen, but know that deep down she is grateful and perhaps does not possess the ability to say so. Yet the feeling, the heart, is there. And I mean... I've read Silver Flame, so I know what Nesta's brain is like. And that's literally like, it's shocking that Feyre knows all this about her sister. Mm-hmm. And her and her sister still don't have a good relationship. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's just like, that's just how Nesta is. She feels so much and she's so scared of mm-hmm. like losing people to the point where she doesn't even try mm-hmm. to form those connections. And that's a lot of what Silver Flames is as far as her building friendships and stuff and reconnecting to people. Mm-hmm. Because she is so scared. And I'm just like, oh, girl, same. Like, it's a little too relatable sometimes. Then something black flew over Valeris. Cassian immediately went on high alert, telling Pharaoh to get back to the townhouse. Pharaoh wasn't planning on listening because she knew she could help defend Valeris. It was the Ator and a flock of creatures just like them attacking the city. The golden-haired queen's body appeared, impaled by a spire, seemingly tortured. She twitched, life leaving her. Cassian and Azriel fought off as many creatures as they could, and Pharaoh tried to save the queen with her blood, but didn't have time with the amount of creatures attacking. There was a sudden boom from the other side of the river. Pharaoh realized it was Amran who just pointed at the creatures and sent them crumbling. Pharaoh went towards the Rainbow District and started to fight for her people. She noticed the Ator attempting to flee and sent water creatures she created after it. Reese yelled down the mental bond asking where she was. She told him she was right where she needed to be. So Valeris is under attack. It is not going very well. I mean, Feyre having to be on the sidelines for so long. And then finally, Reese is like, where are you? Where are you? I Mm -hmm. need to see you. Where are you? She's just like, I'm right where I need to be. I am fighting for my city right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, for your first act as being a high lady, being this, like, Mm -hmm. go off, Feyre, go off. Chapter 59. Farrah lifted her mental shields because she was going to kill the Ator herself. She could feel Reese trying to make his way through to find out where she was. She winnowed to a nearby rooftop to get closer to the Ator. Darkness loomed in the distance, even no creature alive. Farrah knew it was Reese. She winnowed herself on top of the Ator, plunging poisonous arrows into its wings. The darkness headed straight towards her. She then started stabbing the Ator in the heart, telling that the stabs were for Reese, Claire, and herself. Reese had reached her at last, and he kissed her. He then said, Farah, Cursebreaker, Defender of the Rainbow. He held her until she was ready to see the bloody new world of Valeris. And, I mean, you even think about how she was like, Valeris isn't my home and everything earlier, mm-hmm. and then she accepted it. Mm-hmm. And now this happens. And now she's the high lady. No, she's the high lady? Chapter 60. Reese told the inner circle that Valeris is now secure. They discussed going to Highburn. Amron insisted she would guard Valeris while they were away. Moore asked what they were going to do now. Amron said, we sleep, we eat. Priorities. Asriel As- <laughs> piped, piped in. And then we retaliate retaliate damn it i can't speak either today later reese didn't come to bed ferris searched finding him on the roof reese sat brooding over the destruction of valeris he told Farah he didn't know who he hated more the king the queens or himself he hates himself the most (laughs) 
obviously. <laughs> he pointed out that Farah's mental shields wouldn't even let him in. Farah apologized. Reese tells her that she should be proud. He also pointed out that killing the Ator could have gotten her killed. Farah asked if he was planning on scolding her. <laughs> Reese said he could never scold her for trying to save his people. He didn't deserve her. Farah insisted they deserved each other. They deserved to be happy. They did the nasty on the roof in less explicit detail. Yep. <laughs> the whole th- I mean, also the whole thing of her being like, are you going to be mad at me for like risking my life and everything? Because mm-hmm. that's what she's used to. Yeah. And he's just like, no, no. I mean, I am mad, but like, no, because these are your people, too. Like, yeah. we are equal. Mm-hmm. We are equal in this matter, Farah. And you which, try to help save my city. Which like, I find interesting and like because that doesn't happen in majority of novels that have yeah. this situation. Mm-hmm. It's very damsel in distress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Reese has been outright from the very beginning of this. Like, we are equals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You always have a choice in the matter. If your choice is to fight, then I will let you fight. No matter what happens. I love that. I do too. We love support. (laughs) The next morning, Amron explained to everyone that in order to nullify the cauldron's power, Farah had to touch the cauldron and quote a specific incantation. Cassian told them the plan for Hybern. Lauren Reese would winnow Azriel, Cassian, and Farah as far as they could. They would fly in for the rest of the way, leaving Reese to avoid detection. Farah would go and find the cauldron in one of the lower levels of the castle and nullify it. Reese told Farah it is ultimately her choice and it would always be her choice. If I hadn't been already in love with him, I might have loved... This is from the book, by the way. (laughs) I might have loved him for that. For not insisting, I stay. Even if it drove his instincts mad. For not locking me away in the aftermath of what had happened yesterday. And I realized, I realized how badly I'd been treated before. If my standards had become so low, if the freedom that I'd been granted left felt like a privilege and not an inherent right. Reese's eyes darkened, and I knew he read what I thought. Felt, you might be my mate, he said, but you remain your own person. You decide your fate, your choices, not me. You chose yesterday. You choose every day forever. So everything I just said written more eloquently, right? Yes. And also, like, think about... They just declared that they were mates to the mating bond just like was finalized, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they have this natural instinct to be together Mm -hmm. all the time right now and to um, uh, do more of that mating bond. Yeah. And and he has this need to protect her. Mm -hmm. And she's over there saying, I want to do this myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be hidden away right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, it does go against his basic instincts. To say these things. Uh-huh. And Farah simply ends this chapter by saying, let's go to Highburn. Let's go. There's more. She did not end it. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Never mind. More. Cross that out. Farah planned on going to... There's like a little space in between this and the other part. Very planned on going to her room, but questioned it. In the spring court, she and Tamlin had had separate rooms. She wondered if it would be the same here. Reese told her that they could either stay in her room or they could go to his, but they would not be sleeping alone. 
she said his bed was bigger. <laughs> they need it. <laughs> for the wings. For the wings. But also, as a if you're ever a woman in a relationship, you take up most of the bed anyway. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that one. Always the bigger bed. She walked into his room to find her clothes already in there. Reese handed her a little box. Can you get that ready for me? Handed her a little box. Vera opened it up to find the ring she had retrieved from the weaver. My mother gave me that ring to remind me she was always with me, even during the worst of my training. And when I reached my majority, she took it away. Your majority? That's what it says. Oh, okay. Like, his coming of age. Coming of age. Maturity is what I thought it said, but okay. <laughs> it definitely says majority. I got Do you. you. I look believe at it? you. No, I believe Reese would say majority. <laughs> it was an heirloom of her family, had been handed down from female to female over many, many years. My sister wasn't born yet, so she wouldn't have known to give it to her. But my mother gave it to the weaver, and then she told me that if I were to marry or mate, then the female would either have to be smart or strong enough to get it back. And if the female wasn't either of those things, then she wouldn't survive the marriage. I promised my mother that any potential bride or mate would have to, would have the test. And so it sat there for centuries. But, okay, first off, what I wanted to mention months ago, whenever the trend was still, still going around, that he's a 10, but he... So there was one I saw that was, he's a 10, 10 but, he, but he, he makes you fetch your own engagement ring. <laughs> and I was like... Creepy monster. Yeah. But um, I wonder if part of whenever he, like, saw her... Kill the Minigard worm. Mm-hmm. He like thought of that ring for a moment. Yeah, definitely. If he was like, this is the girl who would get the ring. Yeah. Like, she would be able to. Also, I love how everybody, I wonder if the inner circle knew as he was saying it because Azrael was like, no, 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 she can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's too hard. <laughs> yes. So they would did, have to figure it out. So, yeah. did they know that his mother's wedding ring was? In the Weaver's I feel like house, something is implied along those lines. I don't yeah. remember. We'd have to look, but yeah. And I mean, his mom must have been a great lady. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, you've been going away. You've been being your majority boy self, whatever mm-hmm. teenage boy self, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like going around to you and Cassie and Azrael just causing. Shit. Yeah. So I'm gonna give your future engagement ring to this creepy old lady mm-hmm. and only a woman worthy enough may get it. Yeah. A woman worthy enough of marrying my son. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what a gal. <laughs> so he makes her get her own engagement ring. Yep. Parents give it a test even beyond the grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure was. <laughs> he told her they needed to test her abilities, but he did pick the ring out of selfishness. She asked if he wanted her to wear it. Reese told Farah only if she wanted to. <laughs> I was talking about this earlier. I was like, does it ever get exhausting for Feyre to be told, well, if you want to, it's your choice. Well, if you want to, I'd be like, make a decision for me for once. Tell me what to do. I have a right to say no. I probably will, but tell me what to do. Yeah, it does get a bit frustrating after a while. (laughs) Feyre asked if Highburn could find out that they are mated and if it could be used against him. He said they could know if they saw them together or if they smelled the bond, they would they would know. She asked what would happen if she showed up alone wearing the wedding ring. Reese only snarled in response. <laughs> 
Ferris said, after we nullify the cauldron, I want to do it all. Get the bond declared. Get married. Throw a stupid party and invite everyone in Valeris. All of it. Reese asked about going one step beyond that. Fair told him. She was listening. And And they do the nasty. (laughs) And then they do the nasty. Oh. I love love the engagement ring thing. I just, (laughs) I love that. I'm like, he would. He would, yeah. He would. They would. (laughs) And you know, he's been itching. Like, he's like, she got it. But when... But do but I, I can't say anything. Like I'm just holding on to it this here. The whole time he's just like waiting for her to say something. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's it is. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, y'all, this next part is gonna be a doozy. Yeah. So. Get mentally prepared. Hold um, on to your butts. If you're Ravis a snack to cry with. Yeah, if you're listening <laughs> if you're listening to back to back, get you some Ben and Jerry's and some tissues, cause uh can't get there okay it's it's horrible but like hold up y'all <laughs> we got a whole other book so it will get better Something. maybe it's gonna get worse first otherwise it's not good it's yeah. boring well the, yeah there's no plot <laughs> and as we know like with Aquatar, those last hundred pages were so wild mm-hmm. this follows that too i gotta sneeze but it follows it too but it's not even the last hundred like I mean, the whole book. Yeah. But the last hundred especially, because we're at the point now mm-hmm. where it's, like, impending war. It, this is the last 40 pages, though. Oh. Well, anyway. The last 40 pages. Okay. Well, we're at the point where it's impending war. Uh-huh. And, like, I mean, things aren't happy, happy-go-lucky, but you're kind of like, oh, like, everything's going to work out. You know, Valerius did get attacked, but we're just going to rebuild. We... Mm-hmm. We we can always rebuild. What, how much is going to happen from for the next forty pages? Literally every bad thing that could, <laughs> basically. Besides someone dying. Well, well. Um, find out next time. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Let's Call It Nothing Pod, and uh, we will see you next time. Before Bye. <laughs> One brain cell, two hearts.